Hi, friends. Welcome to Screens in Focus, a podcast where we dive into your favorite TV shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we are continuing our deep dive into the legendary The Walking Dead, Rick Grimes, Part 2. And of course, we have Renee with us again. Hi, Renee. How are you? Hello, I am doing well. Excited to dive into more of Rick Grimes. <laughs> I know, me too. Okay, so friends out there, if you missed the first part of our exploration into Rick Grimes' journey, don't worry, we've got you covered. In our last session, we delved into pivotal moments that shaped Rick's leadership over the course of the seasons. And today, let's dive into the next chapter, which we are going to start with season nine and beyond. But before we jump in, a quick reminder to share your thoughts with us and connect with us on social media at Screens in Focus. And you can get to everything at screensinfocus.com. And your contributions make this discussion, conversation, even richer. So please, we would love to hear from you. Okay, now let's get back to it. So setting the stage for the next phase of Rick's story, let's discuss the events leading to his sacrifice on the bridge in season nine. We're also going to delve into Michonne's journey and her impact on Rick, highlighting key moments that shape her character. And so in season nine, there are events that led up to Rick's sacrifice in season nine. So let's also touch on Michonne's reaction and the anticipation surrounding his fate. So Rick and Daryl's relationship at this point is kind of fractured, which I had forgotten about. Mm -hmm. So I do want to touch upon it. So what stands out to you about Rick during this time? Well, one of the things is I had watched the episode where Rick and Daryl have that fight fall in the hole and all that kind of stuff. I'd seen that not too long ago for another article I was doing. And so that was one of the first things I thought about when we were, when I was reading what the topics would be. And I was thinking about how their, you know, their relationship had suffered a little during just conflicting ideas and things like that. And I think that that leads to why Daryl goes in search of Rick for so long because he kind of has some guilt on how they ended things, you know, not knowing that was the last time he'd see Rick, you know? And yeah. so I think that that goes back to a lot of why he spent so many years searching because he just had to find out for himself that he was really dead, that he was, you know, and that stuff. So yeah. I was, yeah, I thought that was very, a, a very pivotal thing in Daryl's, you know, just his journey. You know, and when we first, you know, first meet Michonne, just this, you know, another thing with, you know, her reaction, you know, you, you think back to that when I, I always say, you know, it was far from love at first sight for those two. <laughs> yeah. They were at odds at that point, but they had their common enemy, like we discussed in the previous episode. And, you know, that started the base for their, um, you know, relationship, not necessarily on the romantic level, but as, you know, respect and things like that. But Michonne's reaction, that oh, as a wife, as a you, you just, it was so gut right. It was brief. It was just a little bit. We didn't see her for very long, but just that tiny moment. It was like yeah. you just felt for her because, like, oh my god, we're all freaking out. It's Rick, you know. Of course, everyone's like, what's happening? Yeah. And so yeah, it, it, she and I did such an amazing job, and he, it's just that brief clip. But it was very impactful to see her reaction to that because their relationship 
you know, to me, it was always based on this trust and this respect, which is what you want. And even in a romantic, you know, you need that, you know? And so, yeah, her reaction was just, wow, that was incredible and gut-wrenching for everyone watching. I love being reminded of what happened also. So I went back and watched the episode and I had forgotten at this point, Daryl and Rick's relationship was fractured. I really did. I forgot about that. I knew Maggie wasn't happy that Rick let Negan survive. I had forgotten Daryl was behind her and backing her on that, but it makes sense because he feels guilt over what happened to Glenn, mm -hmm. right? So oh, he yeah. he's feeling it too because mm -hmm. he thinks, oh, it's because of what I did. Mm -hmm. um, that's why Glenn isn't here anymore. And then also uh, Jesus was also yeah. with them in that. It, it just seemed, it seemed even, even more peculiar for Jesus because he wasn't even a part of, of that. And, and but, you I, know, he... I just always felt like him and Maggie just had... Uh, you know, a connection. Yeah. You know, so he was going to back her, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, and he did have a lot of background with Negan, you know, at the hilltop. So that's true. You know, I yeah. just, that just occurred to me too. So anyway, go ahead. But Jesus doesn't remind me of that type of person. Yeah, true. Though. True. Yeah. Even though he feels like that, I, you never really saw him going out mm -hmm. and avenging people mm -hmm. I, I don't know i feel like he had a different way of approaching yeah. things so. it could just be maggie that connection with her trying to support yeah. her because he does say jesus does say i i hear what you're saying because when she's taken off to go to the jail to face negan mm -hmm. uh, when this is all happening he he's like well i'm backing you but I want to make sure you're making the right decision for yourself because he doesn't want her to do something that she's going to regret. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he does sort of try to instill uh, that inside yeah. of her. But like you said, Rick and Daryl, they're out to, uh, because Rick gets the word that he's got to go, something's happening, that Maggie's on her way. He's got to go do something. And of course, uh, Daryl takes him, but then Daryl's taking him another way. And then they get in that big fight. I'm like, oh my God, they're <laughs> going to physically fight. And Daryl's probably thinking, oh God, this is Merle all over again, having to fight with my brother. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that Rick is Merle, but just that brotherly yeah. fighting <laughs> thing. And they fight. And of course, they get uh, thrown into that hole and then they have to fight to get out and even though i know they're going to survive i had i was scared and screaming underneath my mic <laughs> like don't let it get you don't let it get you um but so much of when you were talking uh renee i had chills because i everything that you were saying i felt that too and even in our previous session where we talked about a lot of the initial um, happenings in the initial seasons, I was getting chills as you were talking too, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally feel that. I get mm -hmm. that. And you were talking about how Michonne's reaction here to um, seeing Rick do what he did and uh, Daryl's lip quivering after he thinks he's been blown up. And mind you, at that moment, we don't know <laughs> what happened. We don't know. We're like, oh my gosh, is Rick can't be dead. Is he dead? Not, is this not how he goes out? What's he doing? And we also see Rick's journey in that he is, uh, as he's losing blood and, and, you know, trying to get on this horse and lead those walkers 
I'm not even sure. He's just trying to lead them away at the moment, right? And But he you know, is hallucinating all these different people that have impacted him. And of course, a a majority of it is Herschel. Yeah. uh, Which I really appreciated being able to see Herschel again and, and how, you know, just how all of that happened. And we see Sasha and we do see Shane. And it's funny because Shane's all like, yeah, you did what I uh, expected you to do. It's like, finally, you got up and <laughs> you did that to me. But uh, that's that's what I wanted you to do, Rick. So that was, I just really liked seeing all these people back. Um, because of course, even at the time, they didn't know what was going to happen with Rick's character either, right? So I'm glad that they uh, showcase his character and his in the way that it did. And to see, yeah, Rick flying off in that helicopter, I just remember I was screaming with joy because I'm like, he's not dead. <laughs> he can come back again. <laughs> so who knew it would take this long? Yeah. But, and and of course, we do see that Judith is grown. Oh, yeah. And I remember loving that too, because she was such a Grimes, right? She's all, she puts on that hat. Yeah, so says, has her dad's yeah. gun, has her teeny little, yeah. you know, little katana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so great. So it's that whole legacy, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. that whole Grimes legacy. And uh, so it's just, it's just very cool to see it. Okay. So I think we can shift into Michonne. So let's delve into her journey and how she left this indelible mark on Rick. So we're going to highlight key moments where Michonne's character evolves, and especially in leadership and forming relationships. So tell me what comes to mind about Michonne for you. So, you know, the first we see of Michonne is that quick glimpse at the end of season two or whatever. And and it's just, this quick thing, but it's cool as anything because it looks like she walked off the comic page, you know? And um, of course that wasn't denied doing that last, that scene, they didn't cast her till later. So I I forget who, but the actress is that did that. So we don't actually meet denies Michonne until season three, but I love, you know, her, how she cared for Andrea. What did she, she had no, she didn't know who this person was. And that, that was her first introduction to see her save Andrea and then take care of her while he was sick. And it just showed you right then that gave us that good introduction to who Michonne is and that she is a good person and she cares for people and, and she's a survivor, you know, she can do whatever. I mean, you know, she's just fearless. And so it was a great introduction to the character and their friendship you know, and well, until the governor came along, their friendship was just so, it was just neat to see them bond how they did and everything. So that, I loved that so much. And Andrea, again, Andrea wasn't one of my favorite characters. I, you know, but I loved her and Michonne together, you know? Um, And then of course, you know, you think back to her and Rick's first kiss, you know, and the whole fandom's like, when's this going to happen? Come on people, you know? (laughs) And so finally (laughs) it happens. So that was, you know, like, I was like, there were collective shouts of joy within the fandom when that happened. And, yeah. you know, it was like just, yeah, one of those things, it was like about time that it happened kind of thing. And, you know, I, you know, I loved her, you know, Michonne and Carl's relationship, like we kind of touched on in the other episode, yeah. how, you know, he said that she was his best friend, you know, and, and yeah. which he initially didn't care for her. And he was just felt like she was honing in on his dad's time or something. I, you know, he just didn't have meshed with her very well at first, but then quickly he learned that she was someone he could rely on and that kind of thing. I do 
I do. I'm sorry. I'm going to interject here for a moment because I do remember their first uh, meeting and seeing her. And Carl's the one who says to his dad, dad, are we going to save her? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, dad. We got to pull her in. So yeah, he does initially. Then he, and I can't remember. I didn't watch episodes. Just I couldn't remember why he wasn't so keen on her. I remember him talking like whatever. And Rick's like, yeah, I think she's okay. I think it's okay. Kind of right. Kind of, yes, know, like, I do remember that. They're packing yeah. up a trunk or something, ready to go. Yeah, part was it part was stuck in the mud or something, and they're out trying to. Yeah. She's whatever. She can hear the conversation. Yes, and yes, you remember. And Carl or Rick's trying to convince Carl. I think she's okay. I think it's you know whatever. Yeah. And, and of course, they were all kind of leery of her at first because they didn't know her, you know. But yeah, yeah. so you know, he quickly learned. I, like I always love that scene when she knocks on the door and Rick, you know, is on the, yeah. and he's like, it's for you. And it's Michelle. Yes. To them. Yeah. So that was yeah. like, and you know, then, you know, I always like to, I always kind of roll my eyes. Everyone gets so upset with Michelle for leaving the kids to go and search for Rick. And I she had to, my first, she had moment, to, she didn't leave him unattended. Like here guys, take care of yourselves. And she didn't leave him with strangers. These are people that, always care for them you know it's it's a mutual thing in this apocalypse that you everyone takes care of the children because everyone has jobs that i mean it's there's a lot more to it than just how we live you know and there's it's dangerous all the time and so they have to watch those kids all together you know so i always i just always kind of like don't really like the fact that everybody comes down so hard on her for that because i mean it's her husband, you know, she's going to go get him, you know? And yeah. I mean, it's, it's her children's father. He does Rick doesn't even know he has an RJ, you know? And yes, <laughs> like, yes, to know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I love Michonne. I've always, I've always loved Michonne. And I was really sad when she left thinking we're never going to see yeah. Michonne again. So mm-hmm. I, was, I probably was more excited to see Michonne return than Rick even. I mean, I, I like, you know, Rick's great, but I just, you know, it was just, I just have always liked her, you know. So with Andrea, yes, I love that they were such good friends and that she was there when she did die and all of that happened. That was just, uh, I don't know. I think that showed a lot about Michonne also because we didn't know her and I didn't read the comic book, so I didn't really know what to expect. Mm -hmm. So I'm just seeing who the type of person that she is and you know, I do like her a lot, yeah. right? I just like, and I love that she did not um, trust the governor at all. Of course, because all of us are like, yeah, this is just too good to be true. And <laughs> Andrea was the dumb one for just yeah. believing in what he said as being true. And, you know, Michonne leaving, she's like, I'm not staying here, and, you know, wanting her to go with her. But of course, she chooses to stay. But I do love that Carl and Michonne are best friends. And I love that um, they talk about that Mm -hmm. on his deathbed, too. It's like, you know, you're my best friend. And oh, it just warms my heart. (laughs) Warms my heart that they're best friends. (laughs) Also, the part with uh, Maggie uh, going to Negan to do what she needs to do. And Michonne trying to stop her, but then at the same time, Maggie's able to appeal to her and Michonne's okay. Uh, And, you know, it's probably against what Rick wants, right? But she's face to face with Maggie here and she's doing what she 
thinks needs to be done. And she needs to face this and, and do it because Maggie's all, I can't, I can't live like this anymore. I tried already. It's been a while. I can't get over it. You know, I need to face this. And that is what Maggie needed at that time was to face him and to see Negan in the way that he was. He was broken and he wanted her to kill him at yeah. that point. Yeah. And then she's like, shit, this is no fun. <laughs> <laughs> Not when you ask me to do it. I want to do it now. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, wait, it's more hell for you if you stay alive. Yeah. So maybe what we'll do. But again, I had forgotten about mm -hmm. all those pieces. So it's, it's kind of good to see it again. Because we also, that could be another episode of Maggie, you know, dealing with all this and all the back and forth. And But in watching all that, I would really highly encourage people to go back and watch it because then you'll really see. When I went back and saw when Negan killed Glenn and Abraham, it just it burned me up so much inside. It reminded me how much I hated Negan, what a bad guy he was, the way he approached everything. He just didn't kill him or, you know, them. He just didn't kill them. He was very malicious and very brutal and um, just in this mocking way. And enjoyed it. He seemed to enjoy yeah. it. That's, yeah. Uh, people real and I, okay mind you i like negan now yeah. so I, I i mean i don't want people to dislike jeffrey dean morgan <laughs> or who negan is now but really he was super bad yeah. so it's you know people need to realize because i know sometimes people are all maggie this and that maggie that <laughs> you know whatever but okay maggie has a reason for all of this so please go revisit those yeah. episodes because <laughs> they're really pivotal and very important but back to Michonne, I loved in her final episode, which I just rewatched again. And again, I was reminded of all these things because it's season 10, episode 13, what we become. And it's all about choices and who you meet. And if she hadn't saved Andrea, where would she have gone? And of course, they show her joining in with Negan and the saviors and being the person that bashes people's <laughs> heads in. And I just loved reading about, again, reading again about how they filmed all of this, mm -hmm. right? Because they took some un, uh, what do you call it, published scenes, uh, that they hadn't used and they used some of those. And then they used what they did have and they, uh, intercut Michonne. And she said she loved playing the villain. Yeah. It was fun mm -hmm. to play that side. And so it was, it was nice to see her and just, you know, if she hadn't helped Andrea, she wouldn't be where she is mm -hmm. today. She would not be, she would not have Carl, not have had Carl as a best friend. She would have not have known Rick and had, you know, this relationship and had this baby and just, you know, a new, you know, a new will to live. Just listening to all of that, the making of all of that was was pretty cool and how, you know, it was being hopeful and that letting strangers in. And sometimes that's a risk, of course, because sometimes they've let people in and it's been the wrong letting people in. But then if you don't let anybody in, then you could be alone mm -hmm. and not have any hope. So it's just all these lessons that she's learned in this journey of hers and, and, um, you know, how she talks about taking a life and that losing more of yourself, which is exactly what 
Maggie and Daryl needed to hear because if they just went and killed him, then, then where have you grown? And, and is that really going to make you feel better? Is it going to make the pain go away? Not really. That person's still going to be gone. Right. Right. So you need to figure your way out of this grief. You know, that's really the only path for you to get any peace within yourselves. You know, and again, her reward is, is meeting Rick mm-hmm. and, being alive and all of that being life changing. And I do want to talk about Michonne's skills. I think she would be the funnest person to play with that katana and cutting all those walkers down. I mean, I think I counted, oh, I don't think I wrote it here, but I counted where she cut all these walkers. There was a lot of heads that she (laughs) whacked off. And I thought, um, just deny doing that too, right? As a as an actor yeah. doing that and being able to do that. It just must be so much fun, so much skill, so much strength. I know Angela Kang has talked about Michonne's character mm-hmm. being powerful, having good judgment and being humane. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of think that Michonne out of everybody, even though she's had her ups and downs, she's like very balanced mm-hmm. when she's, you know, in a good spot. Because she can be, right? She can, she can, you know, kill when she needs to, but she is also very humane too. And about her having to leave Judith and RJ, I didn't fault her for it because I knew she was going off the show. Mm -hmm. So what else are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I love that Judith gives her that permission. Like if Judith had said, oh, mom, you need to come home. And then she didn't go home. Then that would have been rough. But she didn't. She says, Mom, you get like that. <laughs> what if he, you know he would come? So the fact that he's not here, there's something happening with him. So you need to go help him. And, you know, I'm going to be good here. Daryl's here. Everybody else is here. So um, go do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm team, team Michonne. Go do it. <laughs> All right. So before we jump into this highly, uh, anticipated next chapter, The Ones Who Live, that we've been waiting for for five years for Rick's return. We get these glimpses of these trailers that we're watching and all these articles, just so much that we're seeing. I'm super excited for it. You know, there's just so much excitement just everywhere. But for me, I have this apprehension because there's only... As far as we know, they're only going to give us the six episodes. So I want it to come so bad, but I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid because one, I don't want it to suck, Mm -hmm. right? I don't, I don't know how it's going to be produced and what's going to happen. But also after six episodes, then it's done. It's done. We only get six episodes. It's not very much. So while I'm looking forward to it, I, I'm also being apprehensive about it too. So tell me what what you what do you think? What are your feelings about all of it? I, I'm kind of like you. I'm like I'm I'm hopeful because I feel they did a wonderful job with the Daryl Dixon spinoff. Yeah. And I thought Dead City was really good. I, I preferred Daryl, yeah. but Dead City was good. Yeah. I liked it. And I like how they built it to bring the next thing. So I have high hopes in that respect because I'm like, okay, they did two of them really good. This can be, you know, it can be good too, right? It's going to be good. But then I also do I, the six episode thing. It's like, oh man, how can they cram? Like, I mean, because we've got backstory. I, I'm assuming we're going to get some backstory, some backfill about what's transpired be- 
Rick and Michonne, you know, like there's a lot of years that have passed. I, you know, I guess I don't know if it's been published what the amount of time is, but between what's ever going on, but it's been a long time. (laughs) And I mean, like story wise, like, you know, what it's going to be, but, um, you know, we saw a little bit of what had transpired in the final, the Walking Dead, the, the, that CODA scene after the finale. And yeah. so we did see that neither one of them gave up. They were like, we're going to find each other. You know, they, they both had hope that they would see each other again. But I also, the other side of that is they both changed a lot in that time. Right. Because they, right. they've experienced, I mean, obviously she's been searching for him. He's, we, we know he at least escaped once from the CRM they got because we saw him catch him again, you know, kind of thing. So they've gone through so much. What will that do to their relationship? You know, I mean, everyone, you know, they've, oh, it's an epic love story. Yeah, you know, but that doesn't mean that it's a good, you know, I mean, like things. Yeah. So I'm worried about that because like, yeah, everyone is such a, you know, we're all team Rashon, you know, we want Rick and Rashon to be together and we want it to be good and we want them to have a healthy relationship. So I'm, you know, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how how that is played out and things. And you know, over overall, I don't know what to expect from the series. You know, I'm excited that we're right. going to see Jadis again because I know there's been I've seen a lot of articles like is she going to be a friend or foe to Rick? And I'm right. going to I'm going to say, well, as always, Jadis is going to do what's best for Jadis because she's sided with Rick until Negan gave her a better deal. You know what I mean? That's just Jadis. And I mean, I feel like she's a high-ranking official in the CRM. She's, you know, got an answer to General Beale, who, if you've watched World Beyond, you know that man is ruthless. <laughs> and, or if you've read the articles, you know, about about him, he is a ruthless man that expects everyone to listen to him and do his bidding. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I'm excited to see more. We've seen a little clip of him and Rick, and I can't wait to see more of General Beale and Rick. I'm so excited for that. Um, And then, like, you know, there's always, of course, talking about other crossovers and kind of thing, you know, like Morgan is one everyone was, oh, we're going to see Morgan. Yeah. But in my opinion, we're not going to see Morgan because Lenny James has said he's done with Morgan. He's, you know, but he could be throwing us off the track, track, you know, too. So we'll see. He's done with Morgan in fear, the walking dead. I have a quote here. As far as I'm concerned at this particular moment in time, this is the end of the road for Morgan. You'll only see him again if a story comes up within the universe that is just too good to say no to. And that's the Lenny James quote. He didn't say in fear. He said Morgan's story, end of the road. So that's why I'm like, hmm, is he just trying to throw us off? And maybe the ones who live is the role that's too good to say no to. So it'll be interesting to see. But that was the quote he said when they interviewed him when he left fear. And I was like, yeah we're not going to see Morgan again. So we'll see, maybe they'll surprise us. So I'm, you know, it's, and we got lots of new characters coming in. So that's very exciting. So I, I'm very hopeful it's going to be really good, but I am like you said, a little nervous. (laughs) I know. And it, you know, okay. But they want to, of course we're going to watch, but they want us to watch also. Right. So I think they're very vague in what they say to us. And maybe they tell us things that we might or might not want to hear because they say, oh, they've changed a lot. Mm -hmm. So let's see what happens. They, they are putting it into our minds like, oh, maybe they won't really come together like we're expecting them to. But maybe we'll see that at the beginning and then they'll come together because yes, they've been away from each other for so long, but 
even with the trailer, Rick is like, okay, mm-hmm. I, yeah, he's, you know, yeah. I'm living for my family still. I'm still yeah. trying to find them, get to them. And Michonne, of course, we see her being that way also, mm-hmm. but I, I, I don't know. That's why so much can happen, right? I mean, it's open to any possibility. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for us to know what's really going to happen. I just, I think that they have to serve all of us. It's been five years. Come on. <laughs> it was something that we want. And with Morgan, even a radio mm-hmm. would be okay. Like a radio call. Hey, Rick. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Morgan. You know, uh, that would just, that would be enough for me mm-hmm. as far as Morgan. But I hope that they incorporate it somehow because that's where you started. Yeah. <laughs> And so I feel like if you really want to give it to us, give us at least that. Yeah. The hopes of 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 that. And I know I've also heard where they said, Oh, if Rick survives the yeah. the finale, and that just killed me at first. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then of course they said, Oh, they were joking as they were saying that. But of course, yeah, you know, it, was, it was said in jest, like, oh, if you know, like, oh, oh, you kind of thing, like he can't give anything away, you know. Oh, if he survived, you know. So I'm I'm positive. I don't think Rick dies. <laughs> oh, he did. I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think that would be good at all. No. I think that yeah. would just cause. And, yeah. Oh my gosh! And they've so talked much. about a second poss- a possibility of a second season. So, you know what what that entails. I don't know. I mean, I know Denai was done. You know, she was ready to be finished with Michonne because she she's got lots of other things in the works, and not right. even just acting, but she's directing and producing. You know, she had a lot yeah. of other things. So, yeah. it, but it could. I mean, you know, she could go off do something again, and Rick could carry on or something. So there, you know, it's just hard to say what could come next. So it, it is hard to say, but they are, they are both involved, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like this was written and they had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. So they had their hand in it. So I think that the characters are important to them. Of course they are. They played them. What I mean is I think they know what we hopefully want. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. And we know that. Yeah. But. It's always been about hope and family. That's yeah. what it's been about. That's yeah. uh, so I hope that they continue, you know, on that journey mm-hmm. along with their evolution. And of course, Judith and RJ, are we going to see them? Are we going to radio them? What's going to happen? What is going to happen when Rick finds out he has a son? Of course, I think that's going to fuel him even more. Like, I need to get home. And, you know, now I, you know, have, I still have a family. I still have this family to protect and, and to see and to make this world a better place. But how are you going to come up against this huge army? (laughs) That's, that's how are you going to do that in six? episodes. Yeah, there's so much. I just, yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my, my little notes that I have here, and we've touched upon them, Rick and Michonne's character evolution, Judith and RJ, Morgan, question mark, uh-huh. and Rick better not die. Exclamation <laughs> <point>. <laughs> so that is what I'm hoping so far. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we'll have so much more to share. 
We will be covering, like I said in uh, our previous episode, we are going to be covering The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live podcast episodes weekly. Mm -hmm. And Renee, of course, will be here with me. I'm so excited, Mm -hmm. Renee, to talk with you (laughs) as each episode unfolds. It's just going to be such so it's (laughs) going to be it. It's going to be it. We've waited a long time. The anticipation is real. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say before we uh, finish up our conversation on this? I don't think so. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Well, make sure that you uh, check out Renee's writings in Undead Walking. Renee, do you want to share with everybody with that? Sure. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, I write for Undead Walking. So it's, I cover mostly Walking Dead and the actors and just everything that they're doing, you know, new projects, because a lot of them aren't involved in the spinoff. So, but we're still interested in what they're coming out with. So I try to write as many things as I can find that they're in new, new projects and things. So just go to undeadwalking.com and you'll see all this great stuff there. Yeah. Well, and you have information on the actors too in this upcoming series and just information that's come out. And so please, yeah, check out mm-hmm. And Dead Walking with Renee because uh, I follow her too. And it's just, it's just great information. So yeah. check that out. And the links are in or the link to Renee is in the show notes. So mm-hmm. make sure you check that out. All right. Well, that ends our conversation on <laughs> Rick Grimes and our anticipation of the ones who live. But I do want to shift gears and ask you, Renee, if you're watching any other TV shows or movies that you want to share with everybody. So I, have you watched um, Belgravia, the first season? No. Okay. I don't know what that is. Period kind of thing. And I, get, I can't remember what period it's set in. But anyway, so there was Belgravia. And this is, I, I the first season is Julian Fellows who does Downton Abbey. And I guess I didn't check to see about the second, but I think it is because it still has that same feel. But it's called Belgravia, the next chapter. And so it's like about the next generation that you learned about in the first. Now you're learning about that. And so the second season is, it's it's not as exciting as the first one, but it's pretty good. So I'm, I'm kind of enjoying that. But I love these period dramas. I always love them. So just the costumes and everything. What's it on? Hmm. You're going to ask me that. And I can't remember. Oh, I'll look it up and I'll try to put yeah, it in sorry. our uh, show notes. Yeah. It's I okay. Say it into my, you know, I just speak it into my remote on the TV and it shows up. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I am on like my, probably at least my fourth rewatch of Stranger Things. So just every once in a while, you know, I know it's gonna be forever before we get the next, the final season, but. I know. Yeah. But I thought, well, I'll just rewatch the first season since. So, yeah. <laughs> in watching it back. What did you think? Because I haven't rewatched it from the beginning. I, I want to, but mm-hmm. meaning, because I loved season four. I loved them all, mm-hmm. but season four was so good. Yeah, what, season four, the first watch, I I didn't like it as well as the second watch. And so now I think I'm only on my, maybe, maybe I'm only on my third watch of that one then. Anyway, I'm liking it better. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's just so much that's going on and you're here and you're there. You're, you know, there's all these different storylines. And so you're flipping back and forth. So sometimes it's a little hard to focus. And so I'm, I'm, I, I did like it better on a rewatch, you know, cause I caught more details, I guess is probably what it yeah. was. So, yeah. Well, and you got to see the kids growing up 
<laughs> with each uh, yeah. season, right? Because they're so young in the initial season. And right. now it's they're- You watch that first season and you're like, oh my gosh, they're just babies. <laughs> babies, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so it's I, it's a fate. I love it so much. <laughs> it is. It's so good. I want to share, I'm watching True Detective Night Country on Max and- there is one episode left as we are recording this, and it is so good. Season four is so good. It is directed by Issa Lopez. It's written by her. Uh, of course, Jodie Foster is in it and Kaylee Reese. They are so good. I cannot say enough about this season. I love the first season too. And I like the, the second and third one, but the first season was super duper good. And this one is super good. Mm -hmm. it, it has a horror aspect to it. And, you know, it's a set in Alaska when it's dark all the time and just the feeling, the moodiness and, and learning about the indigenous people and learning about, um, Alaskan people and what happens. It's just really well done and very informative. So I'm really enjoying it a lot. And that is on Max. And I did watch or I am watching Expats, which is on Prime with Nicole Kidman. This one's a little bit slow. But I'm a Nicole Kidman fan, so I'm going to keep watching it. It's been, it's been like very watchable, but I don't know yet. So, so we'll see where that one goes. But I do want to bring up The Curse with Nathan Fielder, Emma Stone, and Ben Safdie. I watch this because my son and his girlfriend are big Nathan Fielder fans, and they watch Nathan for you, and they watch the rehearsal, and they watch the curse. And I've watched a couple of uh, each of those previous uh, television shows, mm -hmm. but I was really curious because I'm like, oh, Emma Stone's in this, so I had to watch <laughs> yeah. it. I tuned in. It is very awkward, awkward humor. You know how like when the camera stays on you and you're not doing anything yeah. for a while and it's all awkward, <laughs> but it's purposeful, right? right? I mean, that is purposeful. And it's just about them doing, saying the wrong things. And the last episode tied the whole season up for me. I laughed so hard, like so hard that my throat was all, um, like it was, I couldn't, I was not clear. It was almost like your voice. Yes. It was like worse. Yeah. I laughed so hard, like for like 15, 20 minutes. You know, when you, you see a comedy and you laugh for like two minutes yeah. and it's just when you go on. No, I was laughing <laughs> continuously. Just the, the far fetch, the far fetchness. I know that's not a word, but that's what I felt like <laughs> of this. And I had to go look at endings explained because it was so like symbolic and didn't give you a precise answer of what the meaning was, but it was, uh, it kind of blew my mind in a way. So if you like that type of humor, you will enjoy this. And uh, I just thought it was well done. So I just have a new appreciation for Nathan Fielder. And I, Benny Safdie uh, co-wrote and directed, I think, this with him. So it's just, it's different, but it's good. And that's on Paramount Plus and Showtime. I did watch The Greatest Night in Pop on Netflix. Did you watch this, Renee? I know you're a music person. I, I, so I wrote an article for another site that I write for about it and have not had time to sit and watch it. But I yeah, I cannot wait to see it because I just remember that so vividly as a kid. Yes. You know, and everything. Yeah. 
Yeah. So anyone who doesn't uh, know, it is based, it is on the making of We Are the World. And me too. I remember <laughs> when it was happening, when it came out, what a big deal it was. And so this is 90 minutes of the making of it. And you will enjoy it, Renee, so much <laughs> because you dig into like who showed up, who didn't show up, yeah. uh, who, how people reacted, how uh, it was written so quickly, how they had to get everybody in this one spot for one night. And man, that was like a big <laughs> feat in itself. So it's just, it's, it's has so much uh, information on it and all the artists that are on there and just, just more about each artist and, and how you perceive them and how they really are. So it's just really well done. I went back and listened to We Are the World. I'd say after watching this, like probably five times, mm -hmm. because I don't know, it just reminded me of the song. I want to watch it. And I realized how much I love that, yeah. that record again. So it was, I highly recommend that. Uh, it's on Netflix. And then I just want to briefly mention, I watched two more Oscar nominated films. One is Anatomy of a Fall, and that's on Prime. I did have to pay $5.99 for it. Uh, really well done. I don't want to give too much away, but it's a courtroom. Mm -hmm. They think they believe that the wife has killed her husband, and she's in the courtroom in France. So it's done differently. It's not like our American courtroom. Mm -hmm. So, and you just find out all this marital woes that happen and how people handle things. So it's really well done. I also watch Past Lives on Paramount Plus. And this is about um, two people who are best friends. And, and she and her family moved to Canada. And so it's just kind of clinging to that life of what would have happened if we had been together, stayed together. And so it's kind of meeting uh, two more times in their lives uh, and just talking about what ifs. So yeah, really well done. I can see why they're both nominated for Oscars. Interesting. No, on the anatomy of a fall, I, I hadn't even heard of it because I, I just miss a lot of things, I guess, but they're doing a live reading in I saw that. Yeah, and Danny Ramirez, who was in Tales of the Walking Dead, is going to be reading one of the parts. And so I thought that was really interesting that you brought that up because I had just found out that he's doing that. So they do it in Beverly Hills. It's somebody. No, go get yeah, oh I think Riley Keough. Yes. And uh, yeah, and and um uh, Bob Od Odenkirk is also going to do it. And then um, I pulled the article up, Jay Ellis, Kate Berlant, Quincy, Isaiah, and Olivia Wilde. And the dog that was in the movie is going to, I don't know what he's going to do at the live room. Oh, <laughs> oh the dog isn't in isn't in it. I'm, oh, yes, the dog is in it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So. That the dog is going to be there alive. is a dog okay i don't know why because that scene was pivotal to me oh. i was like freaking <laughs> out actually on it but yeah so i thought that was interesting because i saw that uh danny ramirez and i was like oh what is this and i couldn't find i found the movie and i'm like he's not in the movie and i i was very confused but i yeah. reread the variety article and like oh it's this reading that they do and so it's yeah. at this willis or what i care what it's called wallace Anberg Center for the Performing Arts in Beverly Hills is where they do it. And they've done several others. They've done um, Love Actually, Back to the Future, Jennifer's Body, and things, you know, different movies like oh, that. Wow. They've done these live okay. readings before. So yeah, yeah, it sounds really cool, but I don't live anywhere near that. So <laughs> yeah. 
That is very cool. Yeah, so All right. <laughs> well, thank you, Renee, for your TV and movie recommendations. And also, of course, <laughs> of course, for talking with me about Rick Grimes and The Walking Dead and The Ones Who Live. So thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me as always, because I just always, I just love our conversations. <laughs> me too. Me too. And I can't wait. So everybody, please stay tuned for The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live, because we will be covering it. <laughs> Okay, but for now, friends, thank you for tuning in. We are grateful you joined us today, and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Don't forget to subscribe to Screens and Focus at screensandfocus.com, and why not share it with a friend because we would love more members of our TV club. You can find our website listed in our show notes, and remember to keep watching, keep exploring, and keep those screens in focus, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.